When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Well, when, uh, whenever we have the occasion to talk about television or movies, we go to our friend who knows all about everything that is streaming on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Paul McGuire Grimes. Hello, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hello. Thanks for having me on this post Emmys day. Well, you know, of course, we're going to want to check in with Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies, among other things. Um, what was your biggest overall takeaway last night, Paul, from the telecast? Well, the telecast itself was a messy pile of garbage. Yes. But the winners, <laughs> the big winner of the night was Fleabag for a variety of reasons. Okay, so have you watched Fleabag, Paul? I, mean, I hate to say it, but I have not seen it yet. I've had a coworker hound me about watching it. It's two seasons. It's on Amazon Prime, six episodes per season. And what I've heard is that you can binge all of it in five hours. Oh, for That's sure. That's Carger was saying on the red carpet last night. It is so quick. Bradley, have you watched Fleabag? No. So Holly and I have both seen Fleabag. Yep. Uh, both seasons. And um and and to my knowledge that it, it there is no plan for it to go ahead. It, it was two yeah. seasons and done, um, yeah. which is one of the th- one of the things I appreciate about the British is they know when to stop. Exactly, <laughs> and they don't feel like they need to milk it for more money. And did you know that it's actually based on a play? She wrote this one woman play, and it was then optioned for this show. Yeah, and that's I mean seriously, Phoebe Waller Bridge is the genius that this world needs. Yeah, and it's bringing visibility to who her character is and what this show is and that it, there are still shows on Amazon Prime. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, you know, they, they've had a couple of, of uh, good shows and really the only one I can think of is Man in the High Castle, but that didn't really get the same wide acclaim that this show has gotten. I would add to that the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, like, for that sure. one for supporting actress in a comedy for Alex Bornstein and supporting actor in a comedy for Tony Shalhoub. Which was so awesome. Um, and they're both so well-deserving for that show. Absolutely. And again, like, you know, you bring up a really good point, Paul, that this sort of, like, reminds you that there are still shows streaming on Amazon Prime. <laughs> because we have so many different platforms, sometimes I think that, that we lose sight of other places to go to kind of mine for good programs and right and, and if the, if, go ahead oh, no you go i was gonna say if it's if a streaming service only has like two or three shows you may not want to subscribe to it unlike the hulu or the netflix where you get this unlimited surplus of either back catalog or new shows then you forget that oh wait amazon still does have some good stuff on it right 
Were there any surprises last night on the Emmys telecast, Paul, that you took note of? Well, I was a little like if we even if we keep talking about Fleabag, I was a little surprised that I think a lot of people went into the night thinking that Veep was going to score really well. Given yeah, that it was its final season. Julia Louis Dreyfus has won countless Emmys for like all the shows that she's been on, especially Veep. I think people thought that she would grab it again. I thought that it was going to win for best comedy, but then Fleabag did, which was great. And I was also surprised to see that Billy Porter won for outstanding lead actor in a drama series for Pose. I think a lot of people thought that maybe Jason Bateman for Ozark um, was going to get it. Uh, I think he was kind of the favorite, or maybe even Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones, because that show had a lot of love going into last night. But having Billy Porter win was so phenomenal. And that's a great show. I mean, I just started that series, but um, you know, and I think we're, what, two seasons in? Or three? Two seasons, two seasons in, seasons. yes, yeah. on FX. And yeah. then, by the way, also, talk about a great uh, acceptance speech. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was a I beautiful mean, that- one. Yeah, and that idea of him quoting that passage from James Baldwin about how we have a right to be here, and once you understand that about yourself, if you've ever felt like a minority or um, marginalized, that that it's your like you can shine and to step up and be the best person you can be, and let other people know what that is. Uh, did you feel like there were any snubs, or is there something that you wish would have gotten more of its due? Oh, that's a great. You know, I um, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like it, I loved seeing all a variety of shows represented. We didn't see one show or one limited series um, do a sweep. I mean, like even for the limited series, which was my favorite, like set of categories or genre, if you will, we had Michelle Williams win for Fosse Verdon, but then we had Chernobyl win for Outstanding Limited Series, then we had. Um, the young gentleman, Jarrell Jerome, win for Best Actor for When They See Us. So I love that it then draws us to getting these true stories. Yeah. Um, I, did, I thought the surprise, actually, the snub was Patricia Clarkson, outstanding supporting actress in Limited Series. I think a lot of people went in thinking she will win for Sharp Objects, but then Patricia Arquette won yeah. for the act. And I think it's because they wanted Michelle to win, so then they were like, well, because Patricia was also in that category for Escape from Dana Morris, then they gave it to her for the act instead. You do sort of get the impression that there is like strategy involved with how they hand out the awards and the Emmys when they spread the wealth a little bit, you know, because Mm -hmm. you do see some of the same people popping up being um, nominated, like in the case of Patricia Arquette for two different things. And you sort of can build a case for why she won for, you know. One right. thing, and, and maybe I was not the so other. happy for my Michelle Williams. I was like, yes, I, I, you know, I was a little, I was a little worried that Patricia was going to get in there, and I love Patricia Arquette in everything. Well, then, so I was very happy for Michelle Williams. And then she had that delightful speech afterward that was, you know, so meaningful, phenomenal. Yeah, and I'm glad you guys brought up the equal pay with all the money in the world. Because I think people may wonder, well, where is this coming from? And that's, you know, when she didn't get her due for the reshoots on that film. And so she did really become a voice for that. And, and, uh, and you know, you, there are some times where somebody maybe uh, becomes the voice for something that maybe they didn't really want to be the poster person for. Um, mm-hmm. But she really did continue to take that very seriously and built it beautifully into this acceptance speech. And I'm just right. so glad she did it. And she and she nailed it. She literally stuck that landing. And hopefully, I love it. Yes, she did. Just like she had her pointer, she pointed her uh, her point shoes on point. Yes, and it was great. Um, and I hope then that brings people in real life to ask for equal pay to stand up for what they deserve and um, 
are you know believe in, and then hopefully to go watch Fosse Verdon and learn who Gwen Verdon was and the impact that she had on the entertainment world. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Paul McGuire Grimes, thank you so much for joining us today to tell us uh, about your Emmy Award impressions. And we will see you on Friday uh, so that we can hear what's in theaters and what's worth seeing. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks, Paul Paul. McGuire Grimes. We'll uh, talk to him. We'll talk to him again on Friday when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Um, Bradley and I have some snarky moments. We got to get that. We got to like flush out the snark. Snarky moments. Okay. Snarky moments. We'll. Maybe maybe involving some Kardashians at the Emmys. Yes. What were they even doing there? We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, we have some leftover snark that we gotta like get out regarding last night's yeah. Emmys telecast. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. After all, this is why you came to listen to us today. Yeah, right? You wanted some snark in your face. And we're going to deliver on it. Can we talk? Yeah, we have to talk about Kim Kardashian. One of my favorite moments last night from the Emmy Awards, uh, because I'm a total bitch, is <laughs> Kim Kardashian and uh, Kendall Jenner this time walking out on stage to give an award. And the crowd's response to them. So we're going to listen so to a little bit. <laughs> this is, again, Kim and Kendall giving out an award. And... What you have to listen to is what they're saying as the crowd is laughing. And we'll listen and then we'll discuss. Our family knows firsthand how truly compelling television comes from real people just being themselves. Telling their stories unfiltered and unscripted. Here are the nominees for Outstanding Competition Series. Okay, oh, it's so, so good. It's they so delivered. Good. It, it's almost like if you weren't paying attention, you missed it. They're delivering those words unironically. They are 150% serious about what they are saying. Holly, is it okay to play that one more time? Is it though? Yes, yeah. we got to do it. Okay. Now listen to what they say and you have to listen because they're on stage speaking into a microphone. The audience is not mic'd. So listen to how it bursts and then it bursts again. And specifically the words that Kim is saying and then how Kendall responds. Okay. Our family knows firsthand how truly compelling television comes from real people just being themselves. Telling their stories unfiltered and unscripted. Okay, Here so are the nominees. literally, oh, like she's saying truly compelling. Yeah. I don't know that your family knows what truly compelling it is, or is, and what was the other part? The real stories? Uh, the real people being, Just being, being real. Themselves. Yeah, people being, being real and being themselves honey. that the camera happens to catch. No, you are totally fake. There is nothing compelling about it, other than the way, for example, a car crash is compelling. It's like, so they deliver that unironically and the audience is like, um, hello, have you met yourself? I thought we were all in on this joke together. And I love how like contagious it is. There's like one burst where it seems like they're not. See, here's the other thing you have to know. There were other presenters who came out and did a full blown bit. So I think that the audience is wondering if this is going to be a bit. And then it wasn't. And they looked real mad about it. Telling their stories unfiltered and unscripted. Dan, where have you been the last hundred years? You have been scripting this 
B to Beeswax. the X. Uh, for years, and we've actually figured it out and pointed it out every time your fake news is creating it- a dumb storyline for your dumb show. Yes. And- I also wonder, you know, I wonder what the Emmys were thinking when they extended the offer for those two twits to, you know, present an award because you have to know, I'm sorry, <laughs> those two twits. you have to know that when you invite them to could speak in front of a group of people for whom their craft of acting and making television shows. I get it. Reality TV is its own category well, and it, and it deserves to be right. Cause that's production as well. But, but to the actors who are in the audience, this is a joke. Yes. Uh, and it should be. And to your point, I was, uh, I am thinking the same thing and I wanted to make the same point, which is that don't misunderstand me. Reality television as a genre, even though it's anything but reality, um, it has its place and it should like, there should be awards. And I am a fan of reality TV, yes. and, you know, have watched several reality series. I, I'm not a fan of the Kardashians, but we talk about them on a regular basis and I find them to be utterly fascinating in some way, which is shocking. But regardless, I think they have, to your point, they have a place. That was not the place. And I feel like the Emmys sort of set them up for failure because the rest of the Emmys telecast is like, we are trying. Although again, to our earlier points, they just failed miserably. Like it didn't know the telecast didn't know what it was trying to be. Right. And so it just came across very, uh, disjointed. Yep. And this was one of those moments that highlighted it. So you've got all these serious moments about the importance of storytelling on TV. And then you have these two boobs coming out who are like making a living for themselves, completely creating fake lives. Yeah. Um, but pretending that it's real, whereas all the actors in the audience are like, well, yeah, we pretend on a daily basis, too, but we, you know, don't act like it's real. I wonder if somebody in the Emmy audience made a joke, like a side uh-huh. joke at the expense of Kendall yeah. and Kim. And then, and it, then it kind of spread and then people chuckled about oh, it. Sure. Oh, and gosh. I want to know what that joke was. Me, too. I wish I would have been there. I well, just... And the looks on their faces, like they did not know how to make, like, that's the thing that I think is so sad. It's like this emperor has no clothes type situation where the two of them walk out there completely seriously, taking quite serious their craft of being themselves and creating compelling television. And when the, when the audience who's full of people who are paid and, and highly trained to embody characters, like, see them naked on the stage starts laughing and they're like, what? We're huge. We're a big deal. It just like I, everything sh- in the world. They should. And I, what I found to be a little jarring about it. And again, if you're just joining us, we're talking about the Kardashians coming out on stage and pretending as though what they do is real. <laughs> I thought we were all in on this joke. I thought they kind of understood wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We all kind of get it. I mean, if you ask the average Kardashian keeping up with the Kardashians fan, um, do you think all of this is real? They'd probably be like, no. And they'd say, and then the next question is, do you care? And they would also say no. And that's not the point. So, you know, I feel like they could afford to be a little in on the joke right, with like everyone. the jig is up. Especially knowing the room that they're in. And, yeah. and frankly, I think the audience was doing one of two things. One, there were people like us who were like, uh, excuse me? Ha, ha, ha. Or there were people like, oh, they're doing a bit. Ha, ha, they think that we take this... You know, like 
it just was wrong on both accounts. Yeah, it didn't hit. Yeah. Um, okay, we have just a couple minutes left to talk about my other favorite moment that I need to be snarky about. Gwyneth Paltrow, when she presented the award, it is a meme. You have got to look at it because you can, I, it is, it's going to be difficult to explain the visual of her weird gliding to the microphone. Um, I couldn't figure it out because she wasn't wearing a particularly tight dress. It didn't seem where she would need to do that weird, like very quick step walk. Yeah. Um, Her dress seemed to have some flow to it. Then I thought, well, maybe she just has really high heels on and she hasn't figured out how to walk in them in a normal way. It's like the her whole entire body stays upright and her feet are going really quickly underneath her and she's trying to glide across the stage. She kind of like looks like one of those Russian dancers. Yes. I don't know if you've ever seen it where they move really quickly and you don't it looks like they're floating but really their feet are just moving very quickly. That's what she was doing like a yeah. ghost just sort of like arriving at Hovering. the microphone. Yeah. You guys, you got to look it up cuz it's just absolutely ridiculous. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, a little break from the Emmy talk to tell you about dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy stupid Idiots coming up after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. We've got some dumb people doing dumb things to tell you about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We're going to take a little break from the Emmy coverage to tell you about these crazy, stupid idiots. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you know those well, ones. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because you're my... No, because the world is full of (laughs) stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in state of... Florida. Florida. It's going to just say it depends on the night, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, our first crazy, stupid idiots are going to hail from Texas. Woo! Yeehaw! Yeehaw, indeed. Um, actually, we meet our crazy, stupid idiots at the Texas Zoo in oh. Austin. Oh, never been. And... Um, these crazy stupid idiots are apparently expecting a baby and they're very excited for the big reveal. They're doing a little gender reveal at the Texas zoo. Oh, not like one of the animals. No, okay. <laughs> no, sorry. They the couple, like they're a, visitors. Like at a the zebra. Zoo. The zebra's having a ball. Well, just wait. It does involve an animal. What they do oh, for their big gender no. reveal. No. Are you ready? Mm. And again, We've done this. We've talked about this category of idiots before in different segments on the show. Gender reveals. Can we just be done with gender reveals? Yes. Like, it's... Please. It's it's fraught with so much. We're excited for you. Congratulations. Um, But just do it. Just learn it and tell people and call it a day. Okay, so. What they did is they... I don't care. They brought a watermelon to the zoo. And the watermelon inside of it had a liquid that would indicate either blue for boy, duh, or pink for girl, duh, right? Because that's what the gender reveal does. They took a video of them throwing that watermelon into the mouth of a pygmy hippo. (sighs) And when the hippo chomps down on it, blue goo 
spurts from the watermelon, indicating what? Okay. It's a boy! That poor hippo. Okay. Did they get permission to do this? Okay. So... To your uh, to answer your question, did they get permission to do this? I'm not entirely sure. I just know that it was dumb, and that everybody oh, no, they did. dragged them on Twitter. It says, with the help of the zoo and okay. the amazing tank, the hippo, we learned we're having a baby boy. Is this not the most? Obno- the we need this to stop. Gender reveal ever. They're Somebody's going to end up dead. I'm sorry. Haven't They're not we all been dumb. there? Hold on. They're not all dumb. I want to just say that because I do. How dare you? Uh, no, they're not all dumb. Like, slice a cake, have your friends and family over, fine. Yeah. Open up a box of balloons, have your friends and family over, fine. This one upmanship of like trying to do it in the most creative well, way possible. Mostly because someone's going to end up dead. We need to stop doing this. Like somebody's going to fall in the hippo enclosure. And by the way, you may not understand this, but the most dangerous animal in all of the continent of Africa is the mighty hippo. So lest I could just see a situation where somebody like hands over something for the hippo and, and the hippo hands their hand as well to take the hand that, that feeds, feeds them. them. So, yeah, I just think somebody's going to end up by a, didn't we, like a car burst into flames yep. doing a gender reveal and set an entire like uh, wooded area into flames. Yeah, absolutely. That did actually happen. Yeah. So here's the thing. We are grateful. And we encourage you to share your good news in a safe in a responsible way. way. Yeah. <laughs> if you must a cake. Yeah. A cake. Balloons, although I mean, don't even get us started. There's I multiple also, I issues. Just, I just have issues with it. Yeah. I have a philosophical issue, and you can write me hate mail. That's fine. Yeah, I just think like it creates weird expectations about your children yeah. that are on that aren't helpful. And actually, did we not tell recently the story of the person who essentially invented the gender reveal parties? Yeah, she's like that was a bad idea. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, we like to have opinions. Well, that's what our job is. And here's another opinion for you. Oh, cool. I want to take you this time to uh, Florida. Okay. Florida! Florida! And I want to tell you about a lady who did something nasty. Okay. Okay? So I want to take you to a clothing store on Okaloosa Island okay. at the Surfside Outfitters. Now, this was around 7 p.m. when a lady... And her name is Courtney Backus or Backies. Let's just call her Backies because I like the way that sounds. Ms. Backies is 32 years old and she ran off with some shoes. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Around 7 to the p.m. Okay. And she was last seen, quote, riding away from the crime scene. Okay. Now, this story could go a couple of directions. The way she was riding away, maybe that yeah, earned her yeah. crazy stupidity. It right. says, uh-huh. "Au contraire, that is not the way." Although I will say, she rode away on a bike. Oh, not necessarily uh-huh. the first vehicle of choice for somebody fleeing the scene of a no, crime. You might want something a little quicker, get you away from the scene faster. Um, and just so you know, she placed uh, the shoes in her bag and walked out of the business. Then hopped on her bike and sped off. Well, um, the people at uh, ye old Surfside shop with two P's and an E. Um, it's actually it's Surfside a out, out, Outfitters, oh, but okay. Shop Hay, I think, is French. Oh, okay. All right. Um, they were like, "Oh no, crime! What do you do? Nine one one. Call nine one one. Yeah. And not only that, at the same time, 
or shortly thereafter, if they saw her like peel out of the parking lot on her bicycle, um, shortly thereafter, a bunch of calls started coming in to 911 as she was seen fleeing the scene of the crime. Yeah. Now, that's unusual because right. a woman on a bicycle. That nothing to see here. Well, she apparently was driving erratically in and out, weaving, bobbing, you know, running over things. That doesn't she sound was just safe. like, like, I got to get away from this car. I have hot shoes. I have hot shoes. <laughs> hot shoes, hot feet, hot feet. <laughs> but that's not what earned her crazy, stupid idiot status. That wasn't the only reason they were calling 911. What? Why? Well, as she was driving away erratically, she was also driving away without her top on. Oh. So she... You don't say. In deciding to flee the scene of a crime, removed her top and boobies akimbo, uh, rode uh, erratically around town on her bicycle. That does not feel now, like that would be imagine, a comfortable situation. Not only that, but I kind of feel like that's drawing attention to yourself. Well, yeah. Like, here comes a lady on a bike driving erratically with her boobies bobbling around. Yeah. Booby bobbles. Booby bobbles. And Bicycle you can just see bobbles. men left and right like getting in car accidents. Like For sure. Benny Hill, Benny Hill style. Yes. Right? Well, so cops chase booby lady on her bike. And they must have been on bikes, too, because they, they made it up to her. And they were like going alongside uh, booby lady. Mm-hmm. And they're like, booby lady, pull over. Pull over. Put your top on. Pull over. To which she says... Make me! <laughs> and then shakes her boobies in the face okay. of police officers. Why do I sort of admire her a little bit right now? Is that wrong? That's not how I'm supposed now, to feel, right? You will know. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to feel <laughs> that way, but I feel incorrect. the same way. Okay. She, after saying make me, the deputy did. Oh, geez. And uh, t- was able to take her into custody and gave her something to put on her <laughs> on top. Now, what I love is that they were <laughs> just reading the words. Backies, who was found in possession of stolen goods. It's just, I think of the goods being her top. Her, her, her boobies. My hot goods. Anyway, no, the, the goods that they took into custody, in addition to her boobs. She had a different pair of the goods. Shoes, uh, were recovered, and she's now in jail on a $1,000 bond. Okay. She also previously has a 2015 DUI while she was working at a bar as a bartender at the Marriott down the street. She sounds like oh. a fun gal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I just, I'm just love saying. the idea of a police officer driving up alongside this woman erratically topless on a bike going and they're like, pull over. And she's <laughs> like, make me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For our last story, uh, we will be traveling uh, internationally. I hope your passport is valid because we're going to Scotland. Ooh, arr! If it's not Scotland, that was a pirate. Yeah, I know. An Irish pirate. An Irish. Ah! Oh! It's if not it's Scottish, Scottish it's crap. crap! Okay, so we're in uh, Stonehaven, Scotland. Uh, and this is kind of an old story because 28-year-old Stuart... <laughs> Stuart Stuart. Stuart, uh, he was arrested after a minor car accident when uh, the cops smelled... The marijuana on him. He got in an accident with children? He got into what? A minor car accident. Oh, that's cute. I see what you're saying. Um, he got into a car accident and the cops smelled weed and they were like, you're coming to the clink. So they took him to the station and they performed a strip search. Mm. And um, <laughs> when, the, when they told him to bend over during the search, oh God. he intentionally passed gas. Now, Holly, as a yoga instructor, you know quite well, sometimes when people bend, they serve that up by accident. Sometimes. 
This guy did it on purpose. That's so impressive. a little yeah. bend and frap, if you will. <laughs> do they serve that at Starbucks? <laughs> Sick. Uh, he didn't do it just once, y'all. He did it not Was even like, twice. Look what I can do. He did it three hey. times. I'm going to need that twice more. Three huh? times? Thrice. Wow. There it is. You. That is a talent. I'm sort of impressed. And he'll be on next year's uh, <laughs> So You Think You Can Toot? Scotland's. <laughs> So you think you Here's can do the best part, Bradley? This oh, is the part God, I know you're gonna like the best. I'm already enjoying this story. After he thrice tooted, he said to the cop, Toot "Thrice," and I quote, "How do you like that? <laughs> How do you like that?" <laughs> I want. What did the officer say? Well. The officer said, I don't like that. And in fact, he wound up pleading guilty uh, to the possession of the marijuana and behaving in a threatening manner. But oh he also had to go to court to face charges for the intentionally flatulating at the cops, which is, by the way, love, an actual crime. I love that intentional flatulation is a crime. Who knew? It's not. It can't be in the United States, because if that were the case... Gosh. I mean, our, I mean, in many Everyone ways, the United States is one big <laughs> intentional flatulence. He who smelt it dealt it. Exactly. I was going to say, like, everyone in their home has been guilty of that crime. Uh, would you like to know the time he has to do for that crime? 75 hours of community service. Oof. For three, for three toots? toots? I wonder if that's broken down. Per toot? Yeah. Yeah, like if each toot carried a different <laughs> sentence. Hey, there's your pirate again. I don't know. <laughs> Give me something Scottish to say. No can do. Um, what we have to do is go away right now, because when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got a throwback live to do. We're going to throw back after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.